Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. So we bang on, as you would say, we bang on about oneness consciousness. And we talked about it well, enough and explained it, I think. Well, I think, you know, the very short version of it is mm-hmm. we have kind of 3D separation. Mm-hmm. That's effectively, there are rules, there is expectation, mm-hmm. there is ego, there is fear. Mm-hmm. So we do what we should do in order to get a desired result. Yeah. We don't listen to ourselves. Therefore, we are separate from ourselves. And we are also separate from each other. Yeah. Because we see ourselves as individuals. The other thing we talk about is 5D oneness, when there are no rules, where you do whatever your heart's desire you are in your power, you have Mm -hmm. no fear, and you live your purpose. And in that you are oneness within yourself, because you are a whole being, and you are also then able to see the oneness in yourself and others. Therefore, we are a collective rather than individuals. Mm -hmm. I do see how when we exercise compassion, whilst we don't necessarily know exactly why they're doing what they're doing, Mm -hmm. and they may not know why they're doing what they're doing, we can understand that they're doing their best. Yes, because for anybody who's listening, who's just tuned in this season, compassion is not about kindness. It's about being in stuff with other people, accepting that people are operating from wherever they're at, whatever their limitations are. And so if we can be in stuff with that and accept that not everybody knows more than they do in that very moment and that their mistakes are based on that, then we can move on with our lives well, more easily. Yeah, and also to understand that they're doing their best yes. with the information available to them, mm-hmm. just as we're doing our best with the information available to us. Yes. And compassion really is the gateway mm-hmm. to a lot of this stuff. Very much. It bridges that, doesn't it? It bridges it within ourselves and it bridges it with other people as well. You know, and the whole point of this podcast thus far has really been to help people see, and for me to learn, I guess, and for you to learn, Mm -hmm. that karma or the shit that happens to us Mm -hmm. isn't out to get us. It's out to help us become the most empowered version of ourselves. Yes, the karma game is all about healing the separation. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't it enough to deal with our karma? Why do we also have to, why do we have to give a shit about oneness too? (laughs) I know. Yeah. It seems like a lot. I feel like for most, their life's work is to divest themselves of their karma to the point where if they've burned it out, they could just sort of live contented lives. And I want to say that's enough. You know, for many, it will be enough just to get there. But as we say, or as I say over and over and over, and I bang on about we are here for our growth and evolution, what ends up being enough for a time is not enough really in the long view. So really, if we want to stop after the karma game, we're going to face a point where it will cease to be enough because we are here to discover meaning and live a purpose. So oneness is effectively the larger meaning and purpose. Okay. Can you explain more? Because at some point... There has to be something to it, right? We are creative beings. If we are not busy creating, then we are destroying. So what happens is that, so say we are karma-less, if we do not have a sense of meaning or purpose, then what becomes the point? We live in joy 
but unless we've created meaning from that place, that again, sort of we begin to atrophy because we are dynamic beings. So we need to keep going. When you've managed to overcome your karma Mm -hmm. and you are living more in joy and you are following your heart's desires, Mm -hmm. naturally you are creating something. Yes. Because you're following different things. So you are naturally creating a life. Mm -hmm. So that is dynamic. It is, but we're not at that point yet where we're just going to be able to sort of sit around and be in our joy without having a sense, a larger sense of purpose. Because we've never operated yet from that sort of collective consciousness that oneness brings. So great. So if you come into your individual consciousness, right? My karma's gone. I'm golden. Woohoo. Well, because we are social beings too, what does it mean for the person next to me? Have they divested themselves of their karma? What are they going to do? What do we end up doing together, right? Because we're not existing in, in a bubble. You can only understand what it means to have compassion, what it means to be empowered, what it means to take responsibility and what it means to know that you're always doing your best. Mm. You can only fully understand anyone else's journey. You can only fully understand love once you've understood it within yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean self-love. I mean, understood the feeling the of love, love, the big mm-hmm. love. What I realized is that I had spent so long, well, my whole life really, only really seeing other people through the lens of my own worthiness. Yeah only seeing other people through the lens of my own karma, my Mm -hmm. shit. But that was on me. Yeah. Because I'd never known if someone truly loved me, if someone cared about me, what someone's intentions were. Mm -hmm. Because I was so intent on seeing it through the lens of how it made me feel about myself. Mm -hmm. It was actually, I realized that actually I'd been quite selfish in my karma. We all are. Yeah. No, no judgment. That's not an individual, just array of thing. When we are all locked in our karmic stories and playing the karmic game and sort of leapfrogging around our different sort of dark periods of lower consciousness, if you will, we can't see beyond what is right in front of us, which is our own pain. Right. So, and that is just being reflected back in everything we're doing yeah, and knocking us down and knocking us down. So of course we're constantly, you know, spending, if we're not trust trying to live our lives, we're busy licking our wounds. Yeah. So we're very, you know, we are quite self-centered. Yeah. yeah. Which is, and then what the irony is, is you have to be self-centered to move past that, right? Yes. <laughs> Cause you have to listen to yourself and you have to do whatever feels right, et cetera, et cetera. But then once you kind of do get on the other side, I just suddenly hit me. I was like, I don't know how to exist in a world with other people. Because everything is relational. Like my heart's desires is to be with people. Mm -hmm. It is to be in love in the big sense of the word. And that involves other people. And so I can't manifest that until I'm able to understand how to be with other people and to see that we are all one in some ways. When we talk about consciousness, we're talking about you know, full body awareness, right? As we defined in, you know, earlier this season and how once we come into that level of consciousness, which is essentially what happens when we fully divested ourselves of our karma, the moment we do that and then take the next steps, if you will, like if your purpose or your mission demands that of you, you're moving into higher consciousness, which is spiritual consciousness, right? Like where your spiritual body is then in line. And that's when... It's just you know more things. Well, the divine in me recognizes the divine in you and the divine in all things. Well, isn't that what we said about mission, right? Yes, exactly. That you can see that there's a 
divine expression in everything. Yes. That wholeness is being fully aware of who we are, Mm -hmm. what's happened to us, why we react in certain ways. Mm -hmm. And actually, once we pass that, Mm -hmm. because we're we're not meant to stay in that place Mm -hmm. for very long. It's Well, to be fair, some people spend a lifetime. Yeah, but I think in this lifetime we can get past it quicker. We yes. don't. No one you millennials ro- carry way less than us older generations. <laughs> <laughs> so no one wants to roll around in their pain all the time. Oh, this triggered me because of my my daddy wound. Like we want to move past it and not be triggered anymore. Yes. That's and we, the point. And again, that actually has to do with the level of consciousness that we have on this planet now. There are enough people who are aware enough that we can do that. You know, again, there's just less density on this earth plane, which means there's greater consciousness. The past becomes just something that's happened in the past Mm -hmm. and does not inform the present or the future. Right. Because you're also whole in your present rather than your whole in your present state with pieces you've left behind in your past. Yeah, it's just not possible. Which is not wholeness. No, that's just separation, right? So once... Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's a good way of thinking about it as well. Like if in separation, we're separated across time mm-hmm. as well as separated. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what our karmic game does to us too, yeah. right? We're in so much pain. It's like, okay, I'd rather just focus on the present and let, leave the past behind. Well, yeah. you're not well, you doing can't. that. You've left a part of yourself in the past. Yes. So actually in order to become whole, mm-hmm. you have to go back to those past instances and heal them and bring yourself back into present. Yes. And you can't do that by just focusing on the present. You actually have to go do that by dealing with your shit in the past first. Yes. And by the way, that's what makes us multidimensional beings. Makes sense. So then once you're in that kind of whole place and you're in your present now moment, mm-hmm. this is what's currently happening to me. Yes. This is how I feel, etc. Mm-hmm. And maybe your life looks better or maybe it looks the same Mm -hmm. Which for a lot of people, and I do think this is an important thing to point out, is that a lot of things will look the same, but you'll experience them differently. And that can be really jarring for some. It is easier if when you make those changes, you change schools, you change cities, you change neighborhoods, you know, you change enough of your sort of physical surroundings that this new you, quote unquote, new you or radically different experience, however you want to see it sort of matches up, but there are some who don't. There are some who still live in the same city and they're undergoing all these transformations still in the same place, the same people. And that can be very difficult where you are you, you are a new you, but everybody else is the same. And they still see you as that person. Yes. It is really, really, that is so difficult. First, you have to accept the fact that you cannot change how other people see you right? You do not bear the burden of that. It's not your responsibility. But what's challenging for some people is that they want to keep those relationships. And so then you start to sort of split or separate who you are on the surface in order to get through it, right? Again, what gets you through that experience is understanding the choice you make and where your limitations lie within that, right? So you're going to do that. That's fine. Nobody, there's no rule when you're in your your post-karma life. There's no rule that says you can't do something. You can only navigate your choices, fully knowing where your lines and your boundaries and your limitations are. And being karmaless really allows you to see that very clearly. And then you can sort of say, yes, I can go do this. I can go to this cocktail party and I will manage. And maybe I'll need a day inside to recoup and just feel better about that because it's not going to necessarily feel good to me in the moment. But that's something I'm going to go do. Again, you own the choice, but you don't have to bear the burden that is placed on you because, or you feel is placed on you because of how others are seeing you. 
I think that is why you call them karmic relationships. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because I think that when two people are in their pain and they're being reflected back at each other mm-hmm. in some way, I'm saving you, you're saving me, you're hurting me, I'm hurting you, you know, what you do affects me in this way, what I do affects you in this way, and mm-hmm. it's all about how we're not good enough. <laughs> and it's just one big karmic shit show. It's just one big shit it's show. amazing, yes. Even if one person comes out of that, Mm-hmm. If the other person is still working through their shit, yeah, and they're working through it in regards in regards to you, mm-hmm. you will still be a mirror to their shit, even if you're not a mirror to their shit. But is because we exist as units, right? Because a relationship is effectively a unit. When one person in that unit, when one unit shifts, so when one person in that relationship shifts, it creates space for that person to shift because when you're stuck like you just imagine two fingers stuck together well when one shifts it opens that up it creates space for the other to come back now mm-hmm. sometimes a person doesn't want to do that depending on the nature of their relationship and their contract it might be that they're not meant to in which case then the space opens it up for that relationship to then dissolve and or whatever meet its sad karmic ending who knows but i guess that that's why oneness is so important yeah because really the goal is for us all to be out of our karma Mm -hmm. so that we can all just enjoy each other. And allow things to sort of unfold in a way where we recognize, as you said, whatever the nature of our relationship, everything I do impacts you and everything you do impacts me. But it could be that we're not all here, given our purpose, given what it took for us to get through our karma game where we may not all get to higher consciousness, but all that matters and what would just be most helpful <laughs> to this entire oneness consciousness endeavor is if people can just accept the possibility and the probability that we can get to oneness in this lifetime. That would be helpful because that means then that they can hold space for it to happen where they are actively working toward it or just living their lives in peace, just not bothering and not stirring the pot and trying to reinforce separation. Stirring the pot, reinforcing separation is because you're still in so much pain that that's the only way you know how to be. Oh yeah. So really what you're asking of people Mm. is heal. Mm -hmm. And not just for the collective, but for yourself. And that, is what we would describe as oneness. Mm-hmm. Healing yourself helps to heal the collective. Oh, completely. right. Yeah. And that's because we are all one. Yeah. We really have to open our hearts to it. And not in that sort of love way like you described earlier, like we kind of we discussed in previous seasons, season three. But we can't get there sort of through logicizing our lives and our world. Like if we fix this then this can happen, right? Like, let's like focus all, you know, let's focus on all the inequities and inequalities and all the problems in our world. And let's just apply what we know, right? Let's just apply this kind of formula. Because that's expectation. expectation. And as we discussed in the last episode, that is a very, that's a very, again, separate concept. It's like, if I do X, Y happens. Yes. And there are no rules. There never have been. Y doesn't usually happen. And then we get stressed because Y doesn't happen. (laughs) We freak out or we self-destruct or we destroy other people in the process. And the reality is that it hasn't worked up till now. Why would we assume it would work now? Mm. Right? You know, there's no black and white. It's either either one or the other. That's what polarity taught us. And as we know, when we're not in separation, polarity doesn't exist anymore. And then what happens is 
in 5D oneness, when we really are free to be ourselves and live our purpose and discover our meaning, which we're going to be talking about in the next episode, it really comes down to a whole shitload of options opens up. And a lot of things that we never could conceive of in our limited minds suddenly become possible. So when we talk about opening our hearts, it really does mean to, it means opening ourselves to our intuition, our inclinations, small steps, and just sort of trusting those that they are leading us somewhere because our minds are going to tell us this won't work, but our hearts really are going to be the barometers because they are our truth. You will never know what the truth is because truth is a relative concept, right? Truth is this knowledge applies to my experience and what I know. Truth isn't always factual though, right? It's just what we know. So when we're in our trauma, when we're in our karmic game, our truth, as you said, is very much relative to our pain. When we are karma-less, when we're no longer in our karmic game, truth becomes a lot broader, right? You can hold many versions of truth. Exactly. That's where the possibilities and probabilities lie. There's a lot of trust that plays into when we are really having to live from our hearts. And does that trust come naturally? It does when you've been developing and working through your karmic game. But do we not need everyone to get on board that way? This is the bit that... We need enough people. I think what we've been seeing for the past decade or so, and really, I think life, I think it's going to be really post-2022 is when we're really going to be seeing this on the surface. I think a lot of people have been experiencing this personally and privately. I think on a more collective scale, we're going to, we're going to sort of see these outward measures of success sort of fade. You know, people are going to care less or just feel like, I don't give a shit that you have this or that you, you can afford that. It's going to be like, are you happy? I feel so gratified with what I do. I'm cool living in my shoebox of a flat because I'm just so happy every day. I feel great purpose when I wake up in the morning. I don't want any more than I have. And that's going to feel like real success, right? That's going to be what I think we all deep down have always wanted to attain, but never knew how, right? Because in separation, you're kind of told that that's pointless. While they seemed like very lofty and impossible goals like 50 years ago, they are very much possible when we can redefine and understand who we are and what our purpose is. And we have to burn out separation. Completely. And the sooner we do it, the better off we'll be. And so if we can hold oneness, right? If we can really focus on playing out this karma game of ours and burning out our fears and healing ourselves to the best of our ability... And just holding the space and possibility for oneness. Just being like, hey, listen, I'm good. You're good. You go on with your bad self. I'll live my life too. We can coexist. I can't help you, save you to get to this place where you Mm -hmm. don't have your karma. You can only do it alone. The most I can do is hold space for you Mm -hmm. to burn your shit out. Yeah. So that once you do, we can become one. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.